Hello and welcome to Messy to Magnetic. My name is Katie Almstrom and I am a money mentor and financial coach for women entrepreneurs. And this is the podcast where you get to follow me and one of my clients behind the scenes during our coaching sessions for six whole months. It is my hope that you're able to take the lessons and transformations in this podcast and apply them to your own business, money, and life. So sit back, relax, and enjoy as we go from messy to magnetic. All right, everybody, thank you for joining me again this week. I'm so excited to bring you this interview this week. So Jen Laramore is a lawyer turned life coach and mom to five amazing kids. She hosts the Mom First podcast, where she empowers working moms to ditch the overwhelm and lead with joy so that they can make the most of the incredible season that they are in right now. And I asked Jen to be on the podcast because I recently was interviewed by her on the Mom First podcast. And she mentioned a tool that she uses with her clients, and I wanted her to come and share it with all of you. So that's what we're going to dive into today. I'm so excited for you to listen, and thank you so much for joining us. Well, welcome, Jen. Thank you so much for joining me on Messy to Magnetic. And just a little quick uh, background for listeners. I was recently on Jen's podcast and we in our chat just something came up that felt like such a great fit for this podcast and just something that I love to speak to with uh, the women in my community. So I asked Jen to join me and have a quick but really thoughtful discussion about what it is we're going to talk about. So first I would love Jen for you to introduce yourself and just tell us a little bit about what it is that you love to do in your work with women and what brought you to that place doing that kind of work. Thank you so much. It's such a joy and an honor to be here and share this space with you. So like you said, my name is Jen Laramore. I host a podcast called Mom First and I am a mom first. So my my role as a mom is that I have five children. They range in age from two to 14. And it is a sometimes messy, but really wonderful ride. I am also a lawyer by trade and training. So I am a lawyer. And I like to say I'm a lawyer turned life coach. So I love to coach moms on how they can really ditch the overwhelm and lead by example from a place of joy so that they can set that example for their kids, but also really embrace whatever season they're in and make the most of it. So I'm very passionate about working moms and supporting them. And that is one of the ways that I hope that both my coaching and my podcast serves others. I love that so much. The whole just ditch the overwhelm idea was a huge part of my transition out of my um, my teaching career to starting a business. So I really resonate with that. And um, even though it's definitely something that I think if you've been in the online space a while, you hear a lot, when you actually put it into practice, the things that you teach, right, the things that really do start to put moms first and 
create less overwhelm in in bits and pieces throughout our lives, the transformation is unbelievable. And the ability to then start to pick up the pieces or make improvements in other areas of our life with that little bit of reduced overwhelm is so, so crucial. So I absolutely love that and would love to dig into one piece in particular that you shared with me in our conversation initially, and that is the thought bridge. Am I saying that correctly? You are. You That's are. Like the thought bridge. Okay. And so what struck me about this concept is that we can change, and this is something I talk about with my clients too, but I love the way that you were, your um, really the model or the tool that you have here that I would love you to walk us through is this idea that we can change our thoughts and that small action, not necessarily an easy action, but that small action can create really great results. So can you walk us through what the thought bridge is and maybe how you use it with your clients or how you use it on a regular basis, just so we can get the practical piece of it. Yeah, absolutely. So what I love about the thought bridge is it's really just a tool. It's a tool that we use to help us get from one point to another point in our life. And what I find is that it's appropriate and works well when somebody already has some awareness around their thoughts. And so sometimes people come to me in that place, right, where they know what it is that they're thinking. And I bet you have an I bet you have a similar experience with the folks you're coaching around money, right? Sometimes people know exactly what the problem is around money and what they need to do with it and where they are. And some people have absolutely no awareness. So if you're at a point where you kind of have that awareness about what it is that you're thinking and where you want to go, then the thought bridge is a great tool. And if you don't have that awareness, don't worry. There's a lot of ways to build that. And the thought bridge itself is just a tool to help us get from one point to another. So One of the things that I teach and I believe is that thoughts are basically sentences that our brain, our brain is thinking and that there is not necessarily one that's good versus one that's bad per se. I like to think of them as a little bit more neutral. And I find that that for me personally and for the people I work with helps to remove a lot of the emotion, the anxiety, the pressure the judgment that comes with it. And so if you think of a bridge, it's something that helps you to get from one spot to another, right? Bit by bit. I love to think of a bridge that is not like, let's say not like a highway or not like a cement bridge, but a bridge made of little wooden planks. And so you start out at one side of the bridge. So let's use an example around money. I could use like my own my own money thoughts that I've been working on. So my prior money thought that I wanted to work on, for example, was I know nothing about money. I know nothing about it. And just so you all know, like the result in my life was that I truly knew nothing about it. (laughs) Like we pay our credit card bills every month. We use a credit card. We have money in our bank account. We don't go over our and with over and have like the um the withdrawals that are over what we have in our account. Um, I have retirement. I actually have a good amount of retirement um for my age and for the fact that I have five children. And I have like 
no idea or I had no idea what it was. So my thought was, I know nothing about money. And that was the result in my life. So that's where I was. One of the things that I had a goal of doing was working on that money thought to get to a place that was just a little bit more useful and practical and consistent with the life that I wanted to create. So I started at, I know nothing about money and where I want to get to, and I'm still working on this, is I am someone who takes care of their money so that my money will take care of me. That's where I want to get. And I can tell you now a little bit about how I use the thought bridge, but that is sort of uh, a very kind of high level explanation about what it kind of can do. Can I jump in really quick? Because I think something that you said in there is really important. And I want to just put a bit of a magnifying glass on it before we dig in as people start to think about, well, what do I want to change my thoughts around? And that is, and what you said is these thoughts, let's think of them as neutral. And something that I like to say is that it's not that a thought is good or bad. And again, this is exactly, I'm repeating what you just said. Instead, let's think about, is the thought serving me or not? So a thought that is serving one person might not serve another person. And a thought that might not serve someone, you know, in one circumstance might actually be really helpful for someone else. So just because, you know, you're listening to us or, you know, anyone else on a podcast or live stream or whatever the case is, if you hear them rattling off their affirmations, their thoughts, what they've decided serves them, please do not just copy and paste or, um, you know, pull together a list of thoughts that we think we need to have. It's really important that you run this through your own filter. Now, of course, I also like to teach that we can borrow others' beliefs and thoughts on the way to creating our own. But this idea that thoughts are neutral and we get to decide which serve us and which don't, hence creating the, the good bad, right, um, is so, so, so important. So I just wanted to highlight that. I thought that was a really important piece that you said there. Um, also, I just love your, um, I know nothing about money too. I want to take care of money so money takes care of me. So I just love that. That's definitely something that I've worked on with a lot of my clients. So um, I co-sign. That's a great, <laughs> that's a great jump, a great or bridge crossing, I should say. <laughs> Well, thank you for sharing that. I, for me, I think, I think you're right. What really resonated with, for me about what you said was that it has to be very individual. And so this is the journey that I am on right now with my own money thoughts. It might not be a good fit for somebody else and they may come already at a different place and that's totally fine. I think one of the real benefits of working with a coach on some of these things, whether it's around money or health or your career or how you're showing up as a parent is that a coach can hold that space for you to develop the awareness around what your thoughts are so that you can know what that is. Um, There are a lot of ways to do that. And help you stretch into bigger thinking, right? Yes. What's a possible new thought for you that you hadn't even considered? Right. What's a possible thought and what would help you get to those goals that you might have, right? How to kind of fast track some of those things. That's one of the real benefits of having a coach. 
I think the good, again, the good and bad thought idea, you know, this is just something that I talk about a lot. Many, many, many clients come to me and I just started with a brand new client yesterday. And this was the case for her too, where the initial pain point or just frustration or what is keeping her up at night is I have to get rid of this credit card debt. And for so many people, the thought they have is, I shouldn't have this credit card debt. I'm bad for having this credit card debt. I can't live without credit cards. Like, just all these negative thoughts about credit cards. And I mean, I, I don't, you know, love credit cards, but <laughs> there is a time and a place to have them use them. Some people love them. So, like th- that is all neutral. Again, that's right. all neutral. And even if credit card debt or having credit cards in your life is a really heavy thing that you know isn't serving you, focusing on them or paying them off as quickly as possible may still not be the best first step or way to, or best way to serve changing your thoughts and stewarding your money better. The way you said, like, I want to take care of my money. Taking care of your money very often doesn't mean, well, let's just get rid of the credit card debt. There's a whole lot of other stuff and work to do under that. So learn, you know, just having access to different kinds of thoughts about how do I want to grow in this particular area? So in this case, money, but it might be your health, your body, your, your children, your relationships, all of it. So again, just to like (laughs) drive this point home, different thoughts mean different things for different people. And even if you feel like, no, this has to be a bad thought, (laughs) it really necessarily doesn't have to be we just have to spend the time really creating and curating what does feel best to me and where do I want to go? So, all right, that's all I'm going to say about that. But I just think that's so, so important. I think you're spot on. And I love that idea of sort of curating your thoughts on purpose. I think one of the things that can sometimes get lost, um, especially around issues that are so, or can be, I should say, can be so judgment-laden, like money, is that we think like, oh, if I just paid off that bill, then everything would be fine. But the fact of the matter is, is that if you don't deal with the thoughts that you have and then intentionally choose the path that you want to be on, the same things are going to keep coming up. And that's what I saw happen in my family and in my life, right? Like I didn't know what was going on with my money. And so even when I would take the effort to try to figure it out and make sure that things were like running smoothly, Two or three months later, I find myself back in the same spot. Like, I have no idea. I don't have any idea how much money I'm making. I don't have any idea how much money is going out the door. And there's just this complete lack of awareness, right? So that was definitely my experience around that particular thought. But I see it play out in different iterations with those around me, including the clients that I work with, right? Like, there are so many benefits to building that awareness around your thoughts and then working on making that intentional path forward. So let's And that's talk really about what that. the thought bridge does. Yeah. yeah so let's talk is, about that. That's great. Look like? let's All right. See. So let's talk about how we can do that. So the thing is, is that the thought bridge doesn't allow you to just like leap over from one spot to the next. So this isn't about positive affirmations, right? Like I could show up and be like, I am somebody right now who takes care of my money so that my money takes care of me, except that I'm not, it doesn't feel real in my body. And so You have to take it one step at a time. And that path, those individual plank thoughts on the bridge are going to be very specific to each person, like you said. So maybe, for example, my next thought after 
the thought that I currently had at that time was I, I know nothing about my money, right? Maybe my next thought could be there are some working moms who know what's going on with their money. Oh, I love that. Right? Because it creates this possibility. There are ways I could figure out what's going on with my money. Maybe I could find some time to set aside to figure out what's going on with my money. Right? So you're just like building all of those thoughts. And you can do this in any area, but we're just using money as an example here, right? All along the way to get to the path. You're building this thought bridge for, to get from one point to a next. And you may have to pick up a couple of different planks to put down and see, hey, does that feel like the next right thought here? Mm-hmm. And it may or it may not, but you're going to use this tool really deliberately to get there. And um, one of the ways people often ask me, like, how do I know what the next right thought is? And what I like to tell them is like, you need to kind of tune into your body. Does it feel like that would be like the next step. Does that feel like possibility or does that feel like something that is like absolutely not true? One of the things like I always know when we hit on it in a coaching session, because my client will say to me, I like that because that seems like it could be true, (laughs) which is so funny because like, Who's going to know, like, how are you going to measure some of this stuff, right? Because there's right. often thoughts and opinions. How are you going to measure whether they're true or false? But there has to be that resonance of truth within it. And then that's the next thought to start practicing. What you, said, what you said about the body too, you know, I used to, I like, honestly, I used to roll my eyes at that kind of thing. But then I heard someone on another podcast and I wish I remembered who it was and what podcast it was. I'll try to remember and see if I can link it in the show notes, but I just have this stored in my memory right now. So um, basically someone explained that the, the voices that we hear in our head are not our own. And so if you're talking about what's a thought, what's something that could, you know, um, be believable, be possible for you. The voices in our head are not necessarily ours saying, yes, that's possible or no, it's not because our brain like stores other people's opinions and what they say and what they think. Our bodies, however, and again, this is what I heard on a podcast, so I, I don't have any of the research or anything to back this up, but the explanation was our body can't store anyone else's feelings or reactions. All the visceral feelings are only our own. And so when you have that visceral, when you have that body reaction, when you feel something in your body around something, that truly is your reaction, whereas the brain reacting could be anybody. So after I heard that, I was like, oh, that's why people talk about listen to your body. (laughs) Like, I get it now. Um, And so when you said that's like, I, I totally get that now. Like, that makes sense. When you feel it in your body, that is you responding and saying, yes, this could be possible. Yes, I like this. Or no, I don't like this based on right the response. So um, I just I, I wanted to insert that because that was really eye opening for me. And I just um, wanted to share in case anyone else is rolling their eyes right now about the body response, because that used to be me for sure. <laughs> Well, I just think it's an invitation to kind of connect with that deeper part of ourself, right? And not just be lost in our own mind. Um, and to really remember that we are not our thoughts, that those thoughts are just 
you know, a part of whether you want to think of it as another person's voice or another voice or another part of you. They're just your thoughts. They're not actually like who you are as a person. Mm. And so when you build that awareness, you have the chance to try on some new thoughts and figure out what would resonate with you and what would serve you, as you say. So I have a question about the thought bridge. And I think this is, you know, um, could be construed in a lot of different ways. But the way I see it is, you know, as you are, quote unquote, approaching the end of the bridge, do you find that your clients will just continue to extend, extend, extend and reach for a different thought? Or do you have this sort of celebratory coming to the other side of the bridge and then reaching for a new thought and starting again? I think it really depends if I'm being honest, because sometimes you'll be on a journey. And what I really see, where I really see this happen is around weight loss. If I'm being honest, I don't have as much experience seeing it happen around money, but sometimes people might think like that they want to be the person who weighs whatever weight, right? And as they go on that journey and they build that bridge, depending on how long it takes, they may realize that's not actually where they want to go. And so what I love about this process is like, it's a very individual and you get to choose. So I hope personally that when I get to the point where I'm like, I take care of my money. So my money takes care of me. My goal eventually is to hopefully be in a reality and be in a space where my money not only takes care of me, but it takes care of others. And then that it eventually empowers other women to live their dreams. So I have some really big hopes and goals and dreams for my life in terms of what I want to create to support women. And I can like, see those really far down the road. And I know like the only way I'm going to get there is to start working on these thoughts. So that's what I'm trying to do. And that's my journey. I think that's awesome. Yeah. And I can completely um, resonate with like the, the weight loss piece. Um, I had a interesting background in competitive bodybuilding before Um, I had kids and have had some um, not so positive body image situations happening in my immediate family. And so post kids wanting to be in like really great shape again and just feeling like myself has been a struggle because of sort of the toxic nature of the competitive sport that I was in and just other sort of personal things that have happened. Um, and so it's like yeah, standing on top of the bridge, looking around, like, where the hell do I go from here <laughs> is kind of that feeling. So I totally, um, I totally see that perspective of like, you get started and then you're like, wait, what do I actually want? You're, you're both wondering like, where do I go? But also how do I even think about where am I going to go? Right? Like, what is that next stop? But I need to figure out the path first before I can even, you know, build my way there. And I find that to be true with a lot of clients too, with money where it's like, okay, well, I want to make this much money. And then they make that much money. And they're like, well, I feel the exact same way. Yeah, Making more money doesn't do anything. Or I want to pay off this debt or I want to save this money. And 
just taking the action again, like it doesn't change anything. So I I just think that there's, there's just so much potential in this kind of a tool, but the support, and I think the guidance around having a coach like you to really work on finding like what does serve me and what is actually going to move me in the right direction, or of course, doing the money work can be really helpful too. So there's, I mean, there's a billion tools out there, right? Between TED Talks and YouTube and just, uh, I mean, all of the free content out there, there are so many tools and it's amazing to hear things like this, but really deciding, you know, this is an area of my life where I want to take some action. I want to change the thoughts, take this tool, try it on for size. But I think investing in yourself, finding someone to mentor you, even if you just consume their free content, but really plugging in with a coach or a couple of coaches and having that accountability, having that community can be so helpful. So listening to podcasts, coming back week after week, and just really surrounding yourself with that kind of support can be so helpful. So um, I would love for you, Jen, to share um, how people can learn more about you, where they can find your podcast. And if there's anything else that you want to add to this conversation before we wrap up, I would love that. Thank you for that invitation. I do really appreciate it. I think there is one thing that we, to serve your listeners best, we have to acknowledge based on kind of like what you've shared here and what you're talking about, which is that it doesn't matter where you get to in terms of like reaching a specific goal. When Once you get there, you're still going to have things that might happen that are going to be negative so or perceived as negative. So you're never going to pay off like all the debt. And then like it's going to be rainbow and sunshine and daisies the whole way. And I think that's some of like what you're talking about in terms of like people think if they reach a goal, everything's going to be great. The truth of the matter is, is that you're a human on a human experience. And that's one of the things that I teach. And so I, um, I do think we live in an amazing time where there are a lot of resources available for people and that there's a lot that people can get out of those tools to benefit them. I hope that if your listeners are looking for more content like this, that they will swing over to the Mom First podcast after they listen to your episodes, of course, and check me out and the content there. So it's Mom First podcast and it's available on any of the many podcasting platforms that are out there. Ah, wonderful. Thank you. And we'll definitely put it in the show notes. And um, there was one other thing I was going to say. Oh, I know. Um, I mean, you guys can't see Jen and you're not here with me, but she's just so bubbly and so wonderful and just full of smiles. So definitely check out the podcast and get to know her. Um, This has been really fun getting to know you and I love our chats and I'm just really looking forward to having you in my world and serving my community in the future. So thank you. Thank you. Thank you so much for being here. And I just appreciate you so much. And I'm glad you're my friend. Right back at you. Thank you so much. Thank you for listening to Messy to Magnetic. I am so grateful for you being here. Please let me know how you liked the podcast by leaving a review. Each month, I'll be picking reviewers to give a coaching session away to as a big thank you. Please share this podcast with a woman entrepreneur in your life who would love it. See you next week.